All right. Well, welcome everybody to this episode of the Be More podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Maria, and today I think Brittany has something to say. <laughs> I don't. I don't have much to say. Do you? Does my voice sound different? You. You sound like um, like are you sick or something? No, I am not. But oh, okay. I've this really fun thing where I've been, and I feel like it's in my head more than anything. But every once in a while, I'll hear it, and I sound really congested. But I think that I'm like my vocal cords are unhappy. Wait, can we talk about this too? Because like. I feel like my throat is closing for no reason. So I think my vocal cords are just not it right now. Yeah. And I feel like it's stemming from my allergies because my allergies have been crazy. Okay. But I also feel like I'm talking more during the day than I normally am during the week because I'm literally like talking for more than 12 hours a day now and I'm uh-huh. going over music and stuff. But I started to notice and it's like, if I stop talking and I relax, like I'm constantly thirsty and I'm trying to constantly drink stuff and nothing's sufficing. And if I stop and I relax, I can feel like the phlegm. So I feel like there's like, because of my allergies, my like mucus is like settling around my vocal cords or something weird is going on. Because whenever I talk, I can literally like feel, it doesn't feel like they're straining, but I feel like it feels like something's like hugging my vocal cords when I talk. And I, every day at the end of the day, I feel like I'm going to lose my voice. And then I wake up and the whole cycle starts all over again. And it's not fun. It also doesn't help that I live in this basement and like my air is just like I think it's super dry. <laughs> so That's I wake possible. up. So I wake up and I'm like I should probably buy I the humidifier or dehumidifier. I can't remember if which your air is dry, you need to humidify it. Thank oh, you. Shit, that was my life. Yeah. <laughs> your light turn off. I keep hitting it. It's like got it's like the <laughs> wire is going, so it's like super sensitive and I hit it all the time. Uh, um yeah, I used to do the same thing all the time. My doctors used to tell me because of my allergies. Fuck, stupid life. <laughs> I used to tell me all the time because of my allergies that I needed to humidify the okay. air and like put because the air was too dry. But now we yeah. sleep with an air purifier next to the bed and it solves all my issues. So, oh, so does that do the same thing? Like what? No. Is, it just it it like takes away like the dust and shit. And right? like, yeah, it pulls all yeah. the particles and crap out of the air that are causing my allergy systems this light man oh my god that light because i can't find a good way to sit and i keep pulling at the strand the thingy for anyone that's just like listening to us on wherever sorry guys tech issues um <laughs> tech issues there's happening. like a fun combination of things that first of all let's go back i think we talked i think i ranted about this in a previous episode about how stupid your allergies are because your allergies are literally it's a it's a flaw to our immune system your allergies and i was like doing a lot of studying on this because i wanted to understand like how to help mine yeah allergies is your body finding like a foreign like pathogen or something in your body that's not necessarily like a virus or something that can get you sick but your immune system goes into overdrive to try to combat whatever this foreign object is in your system and that's what causes your allergies so like seasonal allergies which is something that i suffer from and like most humans suffer from these days especially because we live in new jersey yeah and when you like like, inhale something yeah when you inhale pollen into your body your body like your alarms go off as it being like a form like a foreign object and like you start to attack it and then you over like overproduce mucus to try to clean your system out but like when you're in a high pollen area or a high like polluted area you're constantly always bringing it in so you're over always overproducing that mucus and like getting all those watery eyes and all that itchy fun stuff and then adding cats on top of it so I was, when I was a little bit younger, I tried to use a humidifier and it helps to like, what sucks about like the post-nasal drip situation is that when you're breathing and all of that stuff goes down into your throat and it settles in there, if your throat is dry, it like literally starts to like burn your throat and that's what causes like that post-nasal drip sensation. I see, I see. If you use a humidifier, it helps keep everything moist so that it doesn't just get stuck in your throat. You're like breathing fully. 
Okay, okay. But like that only did so much for me. So like instead I instead of like just trying to address the fact that my body was trying to deal with these allergens, I just got the like purifier to take the allergens out of the air. Okay, I see now. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. help when I go outside I and I open all the windows, but <laughs> I'll say when you when you go outside it's a different story cuz Yeah, like I have, can't yeah. One day there'll be like little filters that we can like somebody should invent that please like a little filter that I stick up in my nose so that I don't I guess you would breathe it in too but yeah you can breathe to breathe that in it's just like I honestly I very strongly feel like allergies are gonna be like what develops into like it's we're gonna end up killing like our allergies are gonna end up making us kill ourselves because I feel like it's it's ridiculousness and this is what I've been dealing with so imagine me in like a rehearsal yelling and it's fun because. When I get to the, even some days yesterday when I was like, sometimes yesterday when I was laughing, like my voice, I can't hit like my normal range. So I either like, this is what happens or like I start to laugh or like I start to hit like a, a higher note and I just squeak like I'm a pre-pubescent teenager. <laughs> I think you're going through puberty. Yeah. And I can't get it. I can't get it to go. I cannot get it to go away. So it's like a combination of like that strain on my vocal cords and I'm all of my allergies. So I'm like trying to avoid like dairy and things that are going to aggravate it but it's like it's not it's not helping. i would just rather lose my voice at this point because it's so i was so it's so I, annoying you hear how deep my voice i it's so i know it's it's like scratchy like like yeah. it sounds like you're sick but i i like i'm totally this is the only thing that i'm dealing with and it's so frustrating because it's that it feels like there's sandpaper rubbing against my vocal cords Ew! it just feels like there's mucus or something in, like in my throat yeah, that only happens if I stop talking. I feel it like start to build up. Yes, yes. No, you know what? You're right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I get the same way. And I really think it's because the air quality down here is just not ideal. Like I'm living underground. Like <laughs> I used to get more like sinus infections and stuff when we lived in like our like our basement apartment. Our I can only imagine. Yeah, because you're underground. This is so bad. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. um. Well, that sucks. I mean, it sucks also, yeah, because it's allergy season. That's just not helping. No, it's not. I mean, I don't really care. It's like, whatever. But it just... I'm sure it's, it's annoying, though. As an extra entertainment when I try to talk to people. And you're, and everyone's like, are you sick? Are you okay? Yeah. And they're like, what's... The... And, like, it's funny because it, uh, it's not, like, terribly noticeable all the time. But especially if I, like... <clears throat> it might end up getting better as I'm talking here, too. But, like, especially if I don't talk for a while and I start talking, it sounds crazy. Yeah, because your vocal cords or whatever, your throat has been resting that it's just yeah, like, okay, like damn, I have to like rev back up. <laughs> it's so, it's so weird. It's not fun. I like, there are yeah. so many things. That's like my pet peeve. Like some people don't have allergies, which Dan for the longest time tried to convince me that he didn't have any allergies. <laughs> like, okay. Also, he's like, I really, really hope that our children have like his immune system and like his. Does he have a really good immune system? Yeah, he like never gets sick. Like he'll go to like he'll go out and he'll be by someone who gets sick, and then I get sick two days later. He doesn't get sick. He still doesn't die. So I really hope. That's be like, nice. Yeah, I really. But he has like some like he's like as he's getting older, he's finding that he his my health issues are like bam in your face. Deal with all of this, and then like his are like as he's getting older, like underlying things that are like weird, strange things that are like not common for people. Like he's starting to find out that he has those things. So I was like. That's typically yeah. what happens, unfortunately. At least I know what mine are. It's not like I was, I wasn't born with great health. So I wasn't like, <laughs> life and then all of a sudden like, oh, now you got to deal with this stuff. I've been dealing with it my whole life. So it's Oh, fun. good Lord. 
<laughs> well, good to know that you're not sick. It's just allergies, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. I guess that's still sickness, but which is um, dumb. It's that we don't count as a sickness and we make everybody just expect to do it when it's not fun to do. I know. Doesn't that suck? Like I like Erin has my sister has um real bad allergies around this time of year. Like she's taking Benadryl, like Zyrtex, like all that over counter shit. So she's like knocking out to just like deal with it. Isn't that awful? Yeah, dude. There are (laughs) the worst part about allergies, especially like you become immune to them after a while. Like the once your body like deals with certain types of antihistamine, you're you build up like a a defense against it and it you it's just like with antibiotics like you it ends up not working so like yeah. I've, tr- I've gone through every type of allergy medication that's out there and you're just not after a while immune. it stops working and you have to cycle back so like zyrtec allegra and then i was even using like uh uh claritin like i've gone through yeah, all literally every circle back and started if all. someone just can yeah all those you commercial ones put them yeah in alphabetical order <laughs> and like use one and it's like and it gets that's the worst part is that it gets it's gotten worse as i've gotten older when yeah. i was younger i used to like i remember, i think when i i mean they're having also says a lot about allergies is the number of allergy medications that exist in the world now because like versus when we were kids there were not this many yeah I think it's literally just like oh, Claritin, right? Yeah. I remember t- I took that for most of my childhood. And then it wasn't until I started to get older that like, they started to get worse. And I had to start yeah. like, running the spectrum on trying different ones. Um, but if you are a listener and you suffer from allergies and there's anything like any tips that you use in terms of like, Oh my God. move out of the state <laughs> right, I know, right the thing that kills Stay me most inside is like i don't take i don't like to take medication for anything like i don't me like neither i'm so stubborn i'm so yeah stubborn. and i like i am really big on like mm, like is this actually gonna is this gonna be good for me or is like something else gonna come up afterwards and yeah like liver allergy medicine yeah like, right. like, like liver i don't like to like... take painkillers for yeah that exact reason but when it comes to allergy yeah. medicine i'm like no like give me all give me all of it <laughs> give me all the antennas <laughs> No, that's also the thing with medication. Like, you got to be careful. You yeah, know? it's not fun. No, like, it's not no, fun. Like, in the the no, the ear, the ENT area, the, e nose, the ear, nose, and throat area. Yes, I know that. I have an ENT worst. doctor. <laughs> Do you? I have never been to one. I probably should go. Really? Like okay, my... so I have bad ears, aka there's a scar in one ear, like, inside my ear. Um, From what? I didn't know so, that. Yeah, this is also why, like, I flinch whenever someone, like, touches, like, around, like, just, like, around my head or whatever, because, like, I have a scar in here, because when I was super young, um, when I went to my pediatrician, um, she, like, was looking in my ear, and she, like, nicked the inside of it, so, like, yeah, <laughs> so, Rough. so that has turned into, like, you know, my mm-hmm. whole, like, uh, this is weird, like, gross, but, like, earwax situation in my ear, and, like, the whole, like, Dude, all this stuff i have so much earwax apparently too so i am on board with you yeah so you should go on enc because i go every year to make sure that everything is i also like, get vertigo every so often but that's mm-hmm. from stress but also that can lead yeah the pressure from my ear um so i go to an ent he's actually really good he's actually local if you want his info. i've yeah, also recommended we can talk about that off the air, yeah we can talk cool. about this offline because i've recommended him to a couple other people um, but I go every year just so that he can literally, this is so gross, but it's so satisfying. Like he cleans out my ear. Okay. Well, okay. Like, so questions oh, for you. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the process because I have had to go. There were times when I was in college where I like had to go to the doctor because I used to get pain and they'd be like, oh my God, you have like compacted earwax in your ear. And yeah, which is common. I mean, Does it sounds ENT gross. Does your use the, the little long thing or do you do the water one? Cause I had those. So little- here's the thing. I've done it twice both ways always okay. if if anything because i've bounced around from ent to ent but i finally found the one that like 
is like is doing perfect and like and like whatever and he you don't even feel it he does the, the little like long thing okay so but I, he's also but also if it's really bad like he will do the syringe the water thingy which I, is oh my god I, such a beautiful feeling <laughs> i know and it's super weird. isn't it crazy i honestly, I honestly really should go just to get that done I, it's funny because my aunt um you know like yeah. my family especially with my aunt because we have such a good relationship like if anything's ever wrong with her she always calls me she's like Brittany this is going on I don't know what to do about it so like I, I'll like <laughs> talk her through it and for the longest time after I had found out about all of my terrible ear situations um and having to get all that all the different stuff done to get it removed all the extra earwax I was like telling her I was like you know like it's possible that you might have like extra earwax in your ear you might have something compacted and like like and what people which is common and also it's, yeah. it's also derived from stress too which is why i'm not surprised you that, overproduce like, people, it yeah yeah people like our age have more more of this shit because yeah, like we're all body. just so stressed yeah and it has a lot to do too with like the stress on your vestibular system too so like for people who mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna insert my nerdy, nerdy moment because i talk <laughs> about this with my dancers a lot all the time because they're always constantly playing with like their balance um your vestibular system that helps you to like regulate your about like, your bill your body's ability to oversee like balance and stability lives in your ear so like when you start to get like um when you start to put stress on that even that system you overproduce the wax to try to like counteract all of it but like stress on your body you do the same thing you overproduce it um and what people don't realize is like a lot of the times even just having excess earwax can like alter their vestibular system and make them feel off balance too and also yeah. to like a lot of the muscles around that area like into your jaw too there's some like really cool science about all of this really but, does it like affect all your this is well yeah because like if you're tensing all of these muscles you start to cause tension around like your like um, around the part like that leads to your ear and you could be like throwing off your it has your jaw muscles have a lot of connection to like the the function of your core because like your core works your core muscles are the ones that are supposed to work <laughs> to stabilize your this is crazy sorry a little too no, much for crazy. you for everybody no. but this is fun stuff to no, know no, like, it's fun no that's crazy core, i didn't think about this your deep core muscles that like surround not only like your abdomen but, like around like the center of your torso that are helping to keep your spine stable and your body stable those muscles are like can sometimes be offset by overworking that happens in your jaw because if you think about it like when you clench your jaw or you get t- tense or like even if you feel like you're falling and you're like sliding you notice like like our body takes tension into like the upper areas of like mm. like our shoulders and our jawline. So yeah. if we like over overly activate or overly engage those muscles, it like tells our core to like stop shutting off because something else is working instead, and then it causes all of this dysfunction in the body. Um, That's crazy. But I always tell um, like I always talk to my dancers about like like a really good way to the two best ways to help like reset your vestibulicism and to help with like dealing with issues like inner ear balance issues is to like gently bounce up and down really like if you feel off balance this is like a dance trick but if you feel off balance especially after like doing turns and things like that which they do in excess if you bounce up and down it kind of like pulls your whole vestibular system back together because you're taking the weight into that one spot in your head versus it like like your eyes tracking the weight everywhere um but also huh. going upside down, which is why like yoga practices, like inversions are really beneficial because it helps to like get the blood flowing and reset all of that um, to help you find your balance. But um, anyway, so side note, that was a super sidetrack returning to. So I, my aunt was telling me about how <laughs> these issues, right? So, I, I was going to say returning to where, cause I thought this was the conversation. <laughs> so I finally, like, I was like telling her about all of this stuff 
similarly all of the stuff that I just yeah, yeah. just now. Um, and I finally convinced her to go to the doctor. This was like years ago. Yeah. And she was like worried about it. So I went with her. I was like holding her hand and they did like the water pressure thing. And now mind you, like my aunt is, if I say how old, she'll never listen to this, but if she, I ever say how old, <laughs> she'll know somehow. Um, yeah. Aunt is, you know, higher up in years. But my parents are in their 60s and this is my mom's older sister, oldest sister, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I brought her, I'm holding her ear and she's never had this done like the water and it's, it's a not- syringe it's a big syringe right. for people that don't know just seen it yeah just picture like a big syringe like kind it's of cartoonish like, at that right. point yep and yes. they're literally exactly. they fill it with warm water with mm-hmm. i think there must be i don't know if it's just sometimes it's with just sometimes warm water put, um, but sometimes they put solution in it so that yeah. it, it makes your earwax i know or this like, is gross um, for some people this must be gross for some people so like if you don't feel like you can skip ahead i'm sure another like 10 minutes from this but <laughs> <laughs> um it makes your earwax like softer so that it can so it doesn't yeah, get it starts stuck. to break it down it's yeah. either like a they usually use like either like a some type of saline or like yes yes of like um, to help break down the earwax. But yeah, so she saw this giant thing and was like, oh my God, you have to hold my hand. So like <laughs> her hand and she's like trying to, like, and it's funny because like while you're, for people who are not watching this on YouTube, but like the feeling is the weirdest feeling you'll ever experience because- all But it's so satisfying afterwards. You're always I'm told, not gonna like, lie. <laughs> for all those people who are probably like me and like all the time you get told, like, don't use a Q-tip in your eardrum, but you do it anyway, because it kind of feels good it's that sensation but like escalated but it also feels really weird because your ears pop afterwards yeah it's like a strange sensation so i'm watching her face like go from like scared to like confused to like oh this, oh, this is a bad yeah right but what was funny was when they were doing it and they were empty they emptied it into like a little container so you can look at it like the ear which is gross that was coming out was like insane and she couldn't believe like it's the- crazy no it's crazy how much shit he is in there yeah because you it goes like the depths of what you can reach are so much farther so it's just it is a thing that you know guys like it's a part of your allergies too if you ever notice that like um because if you think about it your ear wax in your ears this is gonna get real gross it's gross I'm, i apologize your profusely, ear but like also ears. but also like it's just a part of life like i because i'm sorry i go your to body's I, disgusting i know i go to ENC every year to deal deal with this shit yeah like, your it's body not- is super <laughs> gross and that's what makes it beautiful um your earwax in your ear works like the same way that like your nose runs, like when your yeah. nose runs or your eyes water, um, or like when you get an infection and like the infection like oozes, like it all works in the yeah. same way. Like it's literally trying to keep your passageway clean and well lubricated so that you can hear and that your, yep. your ear functions properly. Um, so, but like we never think about doing anything or having to deal with it. And when you get allergies, I don't know if you ever get your, do you ever get your allergies where like you can feel it in your ear? Really so I will condition. say I I don't think I have allergies yet. <laughs> Not what I feel like one day like I'm somehow gonna just develop like all these allergies. So no, I have one not had that the, feeling. One of the worst allergy symptoms is yeah. like this really deep inner ear irritation. Like it feels like you're really itchy inside of your ear. I see. Okay. And okay. like that usually leads to excess production of wax too because you're like that makes sense stressing the area. I also can't wear. Like when I wear headphones, like earbuds, yeah. it drives me insane. Really? And after a while, it drives me insane. And I feel like that also makes like- You should go to an ENC, dude. I should go to an ENC. <laughs> we'll talk about this after. We'll talk about this offline. Um, I'm all I'm all for them. But yeah, allergies are allergies are stupid. So, and I'm from the, um, 
one of my favorite things to do to help like clear out the passageway is like the steam, the facial steam bath. You've ever done those before? Where you like, especially when I have a sinus infection, I like put a towel over my head with warm water and like, uh, yeah. Oh, that's my, I like the neti pot. I love that too. Um, yeah, that usually helps with yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, like, those congested. are great. But if you are anybody who has anything like ear, nose, and throat related that you would like to just share your tips, <laughs> greatly appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, man, I was going to say something. This happens every episode, I feel like. Um, that should be my catchphrase at this point. I was going to say something. Um, regarding my ENT what was I gonna- oh he's so funny you would like him because like he gets people all the time that just come every year annually just like deal with like their EWAC EWAC or whatever they're being human yeah and he's like all right I'll see you in a year or oil changed he calls it uh. oil change I'm like you're too funny yeah but like um I referred him to a couple people so we'll talk offline yes let's, um let's definitely oh wait and also oh my vertigo that's what I was thinking about Cause like I got vertigo. Oh, that's why I my, the vestibular system. Yes, my so I have I haven't had a serious vertigo episode in quite some time now, thank God. But that was terrifying. Cause like all of a sudden it was maybe four or five years ago now. My like very first one. I all of a sudden woke up one day and the room was spinning, and I was like what the fuck is happening am i dying so i like stood up real quickly which you're not supposed to do don't do that (laughs) don't do that so so number one don't do that so i I woke up and like i like got up and i was like oh that made it worse and then and it was like the height of the the season like february so you knew i was stressed to begin with um so i had to call my mom and i told like in my my work i was like i'm i can't see straight so this is gonna suck so um at that point, I was like, this better not be, like, neurologic because that fucking sucks. So I went to my primary first, and she's like, all right, we'll just do these, like, real quick, like, brain exercises. If the, if this is an issue, then I'll refer you to whatever. So it was very simple. It was just, like, mm. tapping. Like, yeah, she's doing – she wants to track the eyes and see if it's – Correct. And yeah. thankfully, it wasn't. She's like, go to your ENT. So I went to my ENT, flushed it out. <laughs> He's like, your eardrums look fine, which is a good sign. And he was like, it must just be stress. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's, it's doesn't that suck <laughs> it's annoying and it, it's when and like okay so let's unpack all of this uh it's also funny because the saint Anne who i had to take to get her ears cleaned out also has issues with vertigo uh, yeah it does have a connection but like the the unpacking the vertigo and stress it yeah. all stems from your blood pressure yeah and i'm just like and like high blood pressure runs in the family so i'm like i probably have high blood pressure mm. yeah i would get (laughs) i probably should get checked out really fun um i get those really fun things where if i stand up too quickly i see like i see nothing my vision goes out it's not iron deficiency too huh yeah probably (laughs) i haven't had it in a while so knock on wood Uh, but it's interesting how many things we don't realize like so this kind of into everything i've been seeing with my my dad um we don't realize or I guess we, we, I can say we take for granted so many of the ways, like so many of the, like our basic functions of our heart as a muscle. So like, mm-hmm. um, for people who have listened to our show before, I really haven't talked about what's happened with my, with my dad that much. Um, but, uh, how do I make this a short story? So <laughs> he, it's not going to happen knowing you, it's not going to happen, <laughs> but my, my father, 
had a heart attack, um, went into cardiac arrest, had to have a quadruple bypass. Um, then also, what else happened? I don't know. A, a lot happened. A lot of stuff happened. Um, yeah. Pretty much, nonetheless, the fact that he is still... Oh, also, I should say, he is healthy and alive and is progressing very well. Yes, you should have You should have started with that. Sorry, I should have said that sooner. <laughs> um, but it was a very stressful... Literally, this has been over the course of the last three months. Um, but the the point that this is makes is relevant to is like when it comes to like our blood pressure it's 100 percent like re- oh, well and that's less what we eat but um your heart <laughs> is a muscle and we don't realize like even when we go to like stand up from sitting down for a long time it's a lot of stress on our heart and uh and it's relevant because my father is literally just learning how to walk again right now um, mm-hmm. and he has, mo- he's also diabetic and, you know, has high cholesterol and a lot of other stuff, but just the action of trying to stand up after not, you know, having been like, literally he was a vegetable for a while, but after having been bedridden for so long, your heart, ha- like it's, yeah, really doesn't know what to task. do. Yeah. And like, when you put, this is why like, um, like anxiety management and coping skills are super important. Um, because not only does it mess with your head, like it literally takes a physical toll on your body. When you get anxious, your heart rate increases. And then if you try to do anything else on top of that, you're just stressing the crap out of your, your heart. And it is a muscle, right? Yeah. So it's like, it can only take so much. That's why people, you know, go into like, like have heart attacks and go into cardiac arrest. And if you yeah. have high cholesterol and you have any type of blockages, you're just literally like, you're just, well, it's a matter of time situation. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was listening to, it's of course, you know, how like something happens in your life and it becomes relevant. And then you start to hear all the things around you that pertain to it. Um, yeah. like heart attacks are major, major causes of death in our country. Um, because yep. most people have very high cholesterol because of the things that they're eating, the lack of activity they're doing. Um, <laughs> and, and then like, it, it seems like it comes out of nowhere, right? Like even with my dad, it seemed like it was like, what is happening like, how is this a thing right now? Um, but there, there's a lot of underlying signs and like th- even things like vertigo um, and, you know, like the stuff that I was saying where you get dizzy, like it's it's a really good tell for like, okay, maybe my heart, maybe I'm stressing my heart out too much. Yeah. You know, or like maybe I need to do a little more like cardiovascular work. Like your body, nothing happens on accident when it comes to like not feeling well. Um, That's a whole system. Yeah. So like your body tries to give you a lot of signs. So like, like Maria had said, like, if you're not sure what those signs are and you're not sure what's going on, like, please refer to your local specialist um, and make sure that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Obviously go to your primary. You go to your primary if you have one. If not, just go straight to a specialist. Yeah. On, and that's the thing. Like you don't even need, you need to go to a, spe- I'm sorry. Like your primary care physician is great, but like you need to go to a specialist. Oh yeah. Your primary is there for you. It's a, just minor shit. They're, like, they are the gatekeeper to your access to who you They need. usually, and like, honestly, they have a network of like specialists yeah, the that they talk they to anyway. To. So right. it's like, all right, I know a cardio, you know, heart doctor or whatever. But yeah, like you're, you're <laughs> like, here you go. Your primary care physician is not like your, do- like it should not be your end all be all of your. No. Yeah. Um, who was I just talking to? I was just actually we were uh, Dan and I were having a conversation with a, a girl who works as like in like the marketing field for like a medical company, and it's sure. funny because even she was saying like she works with a network. She does a lot of like networking of those professionals, right? Like she does like she creates advertisements and does like events and stuff for like those yeah. 
doctors to connect with communities, but she was kind of saying like people, she really appreciates the fact that she's in that role because she now understands like, I need to go see this doctor for this thing, or I need to have mm, that makes sense. For this thing. And like, you need a lot of medical coverage, right? Like there you have, it's just like, in, you learn this in biology class that your body has different like systems <laughs> right your body has different systems like you need a different doctor for each one of those systems that specializes in, that specializes in it yeah. yeah um so it's just like a good thing to it was funny because she was like yeah now i know and she's like a lot of people come to me and have no idea like and then they'll ask questions about like oh like i saw this i'm not sure if i should be seeing this person um yeah but it's a really good thing to get a perspective on now while we're younger before you're older and you need them also like can i just say i i hate cardio workout i hate working out cardio but like it's a must so do i you also don't have to i don't run if that's right. what you're about to I'm say just... i don't run a oh, fuck Girl, that neither shit. Do I. Uh, I don't run <laughs> take a damn see, walk okay okay i guess we're gonna have this conversation because i think it's super important um i th- jump rope i'm just saying cardiovascular work and cardiovascular exercise is not the same thing Oh, we're having this conversation. Okay, right, I need to be educated. Go ahead. <laughs> running. So more people actually end up having a heart attack because they're overextending. They're overexerting themselves. Because they're running and doing like cardio. Um, yeah. Can I, wait, can I interrupt while you go forward? Yeah. Sorry. My dad, so my dad has um, some heart issues. It's not major. Thank God, like knock on wood, whatever. But he does go to a heart doctor. Um, and they had him do the whole like um, running on the treadmill situation. Have you seen that? dude i have to do one in college and i know yeah my dad hated it he's like i can't do this no and like, it's, it's a it's, it's, a, it's we- a stress test for your heart yes it's a stress test and like the weirdest thing is like i think like he was running but his blood pressure wasn't going the right way it was supposed to so he, my doctor was like you're not supposed to run he's like you better not run don't go take a walk he's like okay you just so- hit the nail on the head though <laughs> and what people don't understand yeah so yeah so that's probably where you're going but i just wanted to input my two cents right no no and not even like the the stuff with your dad but like it is where i'm going yeah yeah, yeah. you run in a stress test let's let's repeat that the way <laughs> that they test how well your heart responds to stress is by making you run which means you're not building your cardiovascular endurance by running. You're testing it by running. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's good. You know that's a very good way to point it. Yeah. I, so yes. when people go to your heart as a muscle, when you are running, you are, you are testing that muscle and being able to pump and pump and pump and pump and work, right? And you're, while the rest of your body, like the rest of your muscles are working, you are not necessarily helping to strengthen any of the fibers that you're using by like making yourself run for three miles. Right. 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 Yeah. So like, I, I got you. It's a, you are, will your body condition itself to meet those standards? Yeah. Like it, it definitely should. It's, but you're not necessarily doing any type of making any type of improvement on your overall cardiovascular strength. You're just like conditioning to meet the output, which is why people who can't meet the output requirements and start running have higher heart attacks and die on the street when they're running. Hmm. and like this is a major thing and a lot for a lot of people who are runners they're not necessarily dealing with the issue when they're running they're dealing with the issue like regular during the day because their heart is already so stressed out from something else that a simple trigger can cause something unfortunate to happen so the the true way this is like my fun stuff (laughs) the true way that we coming back to the basis of everything your heart is a muscle the way that you build muscle is by doing 
I'm sorry. What did you say? The way that you build muscles <laughs> by doing what type of exercise? Strength training. Yeah. Sorry. I literally disassociated for the no, whatever. No, you came back and you were there. Five seconds. Um, <laughs> and I asked because I know you know this. Like, I know people. Oh, like, yeah. People, general people. You don't need to be, like, an exercise science person to, like, know this. Like, no, yeah. Build muscle by strength training. And when it comes to, like, the breakdown of your energy, even, like, people who are diabetic, when it comes to the breakdown of your energy and the support and the building that endurance, like, that actual cardio endurance of your heart to be able to reach the output successfully without hurting yourself you actually do more cardiovascular work by strength training appropriately than you do by doing what we deem cardiovascular work which is like running on a treadmill or something the 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 reality of this is and i explain this to my dancers all the time right like when you're doing those high level those high stress things like that's not exercise that's performance that's your body in performance mode when you are running when you're doing like high intensity training that's your body in performance if you're not, that's why HIIT training can be great because you're doing like strength training in between to prepare your body to then do the performance action. Um, there is a lot of misunderstanding about this and the exercise, what gets put out into the fitness world. Yeah. Um, and it causes an issue. So I'll, it's it frustrates me on top of that because with running too, 90% of the time, people are overexerting themselves and they're actually causing damage to their soft tissues and their joints as well. So it's like not even worth it. Um, mm. But- when it comes to all of that, like if you really want to build your cardiovascular endurance, you need to be doing some type of strength training to support the muscles because your heart is trying to send ox, like your heart is trying to get oxygen to send that blood to your muscles throughout, throughout the rest of your body to support it. It mm -hmm. really comes down to those two major areas. We just take a lot of bullshit information from places that don't know what they're talking about and are trying to market without having the support of like the science behind it. Yeah, thankfully. So I used to go to the gym before you know pre-covid <clears throat> and you know i talked to the trainers over there um and they're like you know strength training should be your main focus and then your your cool down should be your treadmill situation like your cardio i guess they call it cardio just because i guess there's no that's another what word it's for known just like, as yeah like right yeah what should, like, that's whatever. the problem it should be known yeah. as like your full body movement right your mm. full body like your performance action yeah because again, to your point, it's the muscles that you have to build so that your heart, who what is also a muscle, is also getting stronger. The so base like, of your functioning yeah. is your strength and stability. Yeah. I tell us people all the time. Yeah, and it's the misconception that we have. Yeah, because like you can do strength training without bulking up. Like people, I think especially women, it's unfortunate they're they're afraid of like like I see less women lifting up weights in the in the gym when I used to go because they're always on the treadmills or like you know the stepmaster yeah. my by the way the stepmaster though is a really good like exercise the workout the I'm just saying is good for everything I mean I don't everything to do it for I've seen women on it for like don't do an excessive 100 minute stepmaster um, situation yeah but and that's the thing too it's a it's definitely a bigger misconception for women and the thing that's fun too and another thing that people can really start to they don't utilize enough is um body weight is also strength training and mm -hmm. even just working within body weight is if you're doing it appropriately can be exactly enough you don't need to put a lot of especially if you're somebody who deals with anything related to health issues you don't need to put a bunch of other um like stress on your body in terms of like working with weight you can use body weight um yeah. and it is possible to that's why and i think it's funny because people are always like super surprised when they see people who are like serious yoga and pilates people and they're like they're not they have very lean they're really lean muscle like their their muscle um 
if you guys have ever seen Brittany in person, like she's jacked. I don't know if y'all. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> I am not jacked, but okay, cool. Thanks. Um, like it's, 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 you're, you're still working that body weight. So you're still strengthening those fibers and you're still getting some strength training. And I think the funny thing that makes me laugh all the time is that, um, you know, you know how people talk about like toning your muscles. Yes. Like muscle tone. So like, yes. um, you have no control over that. Let me just put that out to blanket. Really? Um, none of us have any control over our muscle tone in terms of what they start to look like when we develop them because it's in your DNA. Like it's like mm. your fascia and like your sheets, to, like your yeah. body's like building blocks control that. Like you don't really get to control like toning your muscles. You can just strengthen them so that they fill out that space that they're allotted. But like, yeah, there are so many things we are just guys, we are just lot like straight lying <laughs> and i don't even think it's lying it's just like a lack of being truly informed like we just, just information. get thrown out of us thrown at us about like yeah. all of this stuff relating to our health and then at the bottom line of all of it is like running dan loves running running's great for his body his body's good with all of that my body is not so like nope it's i cannot it's got to be a person to person. He also doesn't have a, like his family doesn't have heart issues and all that stuff. My family has all those. My family has heart issues. So I physically cannot run for long. It sucks because that is like the epitome of like well-being as if you can run a fucking marathon, but that's not it. It's not. And honestly, those are, those are, I think those are so dangerous. I think that are the way that we've talked about this too, by like body image and like way older. But the way that we define wellness and we try to blanket it. It's just really dangerous. More yeah. than anything else. Don't and run if you have heart issues. <laughs> yeah. Or if it runs in your family. Right. It and might like, be an underlying thing that you're going to have to deal with when you're older. So don't aggravate it now. Exercise should 100% be the stuff that like challenges you maybe a little bit. But like, yeah, if jump roping is challenging to you. Yeah. Like if say jump roping is challenging for you, that's a good cardio workout. Like why not jump rope as opposed to like right, run? To get you your know? heart rate up. Yeah. Yeah. So like go find something that works for you that doesn't hurt you, honestly, is the main issue. Or okay. the main whatever. Agreed. And well. then make sure you take your allergy medicine so that you don't have any fun stuff getting in the way when you're trying to breathe water. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so like for example, right? I was told as a child that I had sport induced asthma. That's like a blanket. <laughs> it is like so bang. what it really means, right? What I was told is like, oh, if you overexert yourself during like your activity, like, for me, it was dancing. Like I would need an inhaler. Like I wasn't able to breathe. That was a hundred percent because I had no strength in my body and wasn't conditioned to handle the activity that I was asking my body to do. So I would literally not, my blood pressure, like my blood pressure would go crazy. I wouldn't be able to breathe fully. My lungs would constrict. All my muscles would constrict. And they'd mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, why are you doing this to us? Yeah. And then I would need an inhaler to calm myself down. So like yep. or induced asthma telling it's. I tell kids to have an inhaler and right and telling a kid like oh there's nothing wrong with what you're doing like you just need an inhaler because you're overexerting is not actually the issue the issue was like you need to be conditioning and doing some strength training to help your body properly adapt to the work you're asking it to do like Uh I give it the wrong information so I spent like I spent years using an inhaler and then started to, when I actually finally broke my foot and had to work with an actual trainer <laughs> start training, I started to realize like, oh, I can do all of this stuff now. And I, I don't feel like I'm going to die. Like it's, I mean, asthma, asthma is a different thing. My brother does have asthma and stemmed to his allergies. Like, yeah, yeah. Got it. Like that's literally a medical. Of course, thing. that's a thing. That's a medical thing. Yes. Sport yes. induced <laughs> asthma is like 
kind of a line. Um, well, that's just like, isn't that part of like just the medical field? Like, here's some medication, <laughs> you know, like here's some more money, you know, pushing into the economy. <laughs> just, just yeah. you know, capitalism things. It's funny because I have a friend who, and I'm sure once I have a conversation with her, I would love to even bring her on the show to talk about it. Um, yeah. She works within the medical field and she's been doing a lot of research on like um, the... I like the kind of like the bedside manner and the communication lacking of communication skills in the medical field. Oh um, my god, my mom can go off about that. She gets so oh, mad sure. at like my my mom. God bless her soul. She has really great bedside manner. She gets like complimented all the time, but she cannot stand doctors because they don't have any. And then that's when their patients yeah. go haywire because they see the doctors for five minutes and they're just mad about it. Right. And then the nurses have to deal with it. She's like so mad. That's right. Inside. And then that's the thing too is I've been having to explain this to like everybody in my family like the reason why nurses are the real reason why nurses are saints is because they they put up with so much shit (laughs) they literally if you look at like the lines of communication and what they're actually told and like how they do their jobs it's very similar to like the way that like I don't even I'm not even gonna pretend that I know what I'm talking about but like it's very similar to the way that the hierarchy (laughs) of information works in like the military right like you'll have like the cadet who is just pretty much told to take out action, right? And like, doesn't really know mm-hmm. a lot about like the why we're doing this or the what's going on behind the scenes, but they know that they have to do something, right? They're given yeah. like, their task or their duty. And then you have like their captain or their like a sergeant. Whatever the next. Them, right. Yeah. <laughs> who gives that information. It gives them the responsibility, but doesn't share any of that information. It works very similarly with nurses and doctors. The doctors yeah. are the ones who do all of like the, uh, like the overseeing and know what's going on with the body but yeah. the nurses are the ones who whenever the doctor is absent which like maria just said is literally 99 percent of the time, of the time? Um, yeah the nurses are the ones who are there to be the like the support overall yeah. to make sure that whatever needs to happen that was recommended by the doctor is happening so sometimes up, sometimes they even make the calls because the doctors aren't even like there. Right, like they're, they're, i'm become- not saying doctors are dismissive they're also very busy people and the nurses sometimes right. have to be like all right i have to do this this and this so yeah like, the nurses are literally carrying picking up this bag and carrying their responsibilities when they don't always know what's going on these damn nurses though can be fucking doctors at this point it just right. sucks because right. the education level isn't there and they and- don't always have access to being able to see like they'll see doctors notes and stuff like that but they don't they don't know everything they don't know that's yeah. the doctor's job is to know everything and then the nurses are left to pick up the slack and i've been like trying to explain that to like <laughs> like everybody in my family because it, it, it that's what's sad is that when the doctor is absent the nurse has to fill in and take the the brunt of everything yeah literally aggravation and like because the doctors don't they like you said they don't have the time and a lot of them don't give the attention that's required and this is the conversation that i was having with my friend um and she's like been talking a lot about that and is doing some different studies and stuff on that so once i i have my like conversation with her about my experiences to like give her some more data collected i would love to have her on the show to talk about it but i mean i think right those are and those are the those are the healthcare workers that like i celebrate because i i've i've seen being being somebody who has a sick family member and spends a lot of time in all of those places like you over the course of years like you see the roles that those nurses take on and you see how frustrating it can get for them when they're like literally just following orders and then having to follow their protocol and they don't yeah have answers outside of that and when no you're dealing with somebody's especially somebody who's in like a um like a critical state and you're trying to keep them stable or like somebody who's just like not happy like 
you're just trying to take care of that person the best you can until you get more information about what you should be doing because they aren't allowed to act on their own. Like if something happens and someone needs to change, they can't do anything until they get approval from somebody else. So it's Correct. not they have to run a code like it's yeah, not they really, like they really do are doing all of the grunt work um yeah. in that area so i definitely if you got if you are a nurse and you would like to come on here and talk i actually have a couple friends who are in nursing we should do like a nurse appreciation day um there is one I'd love to talk i don't know to what you. day it is but there is one or there a is week one or yeah yeah they, i don't think that i don't think enough people really understand what they what especially what if they're like you and what they what their roles yeah. are especially if like um because my mom's an RN and registered nurse. Mm-hmm. So she floats around floors, units. So she's a fucking jack of all trades. She's been in like mm-hmm. every possible unit. You could, If you tell me like a unit in a hospital, she's probably worked it at least a couple months out of her. Yeah. And that makes her like a badass. 30, she literally just has to step career. in and do stuff. Yeah. She can, she's been in um, maternity to like oncology to like post and pre-op, like, like the ER at one point and like it's crazy it's crazy and she comes home with stories all the time it's like that's the thing that's frustrating right is like especially when you're stepping into like the er like you don't even have time to get adjusted you literally just have to act no right and she hates it (laughs) there's a special kind of people that like work in the er for a reason my mother is not one of those she's like i can't fucking do it i need a break there they take no breaks it's unfortunate it's gotta gotta be i couldn't i could oh i couldn't i couldn't handle it my mother handles so, it. Handles yeah, it. It's I crazy. Mean, bless all of you, and thank you guys <laughs> so much. Um, I'm gonna pandemic. start this episode telling a story about being at a restaurant, and then I was gonna have conversations about restaurants. But I guess we'll have to save that for the next episode. <laughs> whatever this is. I don't even know. Well, you start off with like your whole throat. Thing. I know, but I was like, yeah. I wanted to know how it sounded because I wouldn't want you to be mad at me later and be like, your voice. Oh, it got better though throughout. The- I told you, yeah, it's because yeah. I haven't given it any rest, and now. <laughs> And now you're, we're going to stop talking. I'm going to stop when talking stop, for a few hours. Gonna, and then I'm just like. Later when I talk again, I'm like, when I first start talking, I'm going to send you a voice recording. And it's gonna be- <laughs> I can hit new. That's a fun thing, though. I had a rehearsal yesterday morning um, yeah. for one of the, our shows that's going up in a couple of weeks. And it was fun because I was like singing the voice parts all the way down here. And I was like, yeah, it's fun. That's literally like when I wake up and I can hit a lower register. <laughs> and you're yeah. like yeah that's what it, the first couple of days i was like oh it's just like my groggy sleepy voice and then i was yeah. like i'm not going away like <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's just your voice now something else is going on it's cool i'm fine with it i would like my voice to be lower anyway so i'm okay. not mad about it all right well that's on you your voice is okay, fine cool. though <laughs> thanks no problem all right well if you have stories to share about allergies about ENT. We talked about today. Yeah, what else we talked about? It's all medical. You would like to come on the show and talk about your experiences because I'm sure through everything that's been happening in the last year and a half, you guys must have some stories. Um, and if you just would like to show up in a space and be showered with love, we've got tons of that for you too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool beans. Okay. All right. Well, look at that. We didn't know what we were going to talk about. I'll write down. Well, we should be having more guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. I have to once we're done with this, get into our emails and start. Yeah. lots of people confirming okay and we'll talk about some more stuff um do we have any national holidays coming up that we can discuss about in the future uh, girl i don't know i just Good came out of business that's what's hanging in there i have like all those like national oh. holidays, national holidays and like the hashtag holidays and stuff um, good good to know i'm just coming out of business and like i'm just trying to readjust maria's just world. getting back to being a regular person yeah I, look i have a full weekend this weekend i didn't work yesterday 
I am so yeah crazy. isn't it crazy so my body is like you gotta do yeah something. you seem very awake this is great yeah there's like I, in yeah. season maria and then not season maria yes there's there's the four months of the year where it's busy season and then the rest i'm like normal eight months <laughs> so you'll get me for eight months <laughs> glad to have you back thank you i appreciate it <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much for tuning into this episode i hope maybe you learned something maybe i hope maybe you could relate to some of the terrible things that we deal with together mm-hmm. um all in all i hope that you can go into the rest of your week knowing that you're not alone whatever you're facing and that maria and i are always here the next time we feel like you are sure cool i feel like we cool. needed an ending so i was gonna just circle it off <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening we will check you guys out on the next episode Okay, bye.